Welcome to Cheap Physical Games That Don't Suck. I'm the resident cheapskate here, Sean Shaler, and today I'm answering for you a not very important question that you've probably never asked. Which is the best cheap physical Dragon Quest game? Or Dragon Warrior game, as I still call it sometimes because I'm dumb. I don't have a good scientific definition for criteria like best and cheap, but I do know which physical Dragon Quest game I recommend first based on price, quality, and too many classic turn-based battles. Just to keep you in suspense for a few minutes, let's look at some other eligible cheap physical candidates first. If you want to save a few bucks, I really hope you like spin-offs. I didn't consider spin-offs for my arbitrary best award, but they still tend to be the cheaper titles you can find in the franchise. If you like monster battles to be less turn-based and more like quick-time events fueled by motion controls, try Dragon Quest Swords, The Masked Queen, and The Tower of Mirrors for the Nintendo Wii. The action part is infuriating, but the story is still solid Dragon Quest Lite, and everything else is decent for an early Wii game from 2008. It's still worth its meager price tag of $6 per price charting, which for reference is the same format I'll use for all my prices today. Pricecharting.com, aka VGPC.com, loose as of December 2019. The Dragon Quest Monster series is probably the best set of spin-offs. It just makes sense because the gameplay is still grindy turn-based RPG, and it puts Akira Toriyama's monsters front and center. Fans will argue that there's more to these games than just Pokemon clones, but that's the easiest way to describe them, and they're probably very enjoyable to fans of either franchise. It started with Dragon Warrior Monsters for the Game Boy Color in 2000, then Dragon Warrior Monsters 2 in 2001, which is split into two versions, Kobe's Journey and Terra's Adventure, which might sound like a take on Pokemon splits such as Red and Blue, but only because that's exactly what it is. I prefer the first one for its story that ties to Dragon Quest VI, and it's cheaper at $14 as opposed to $20ish for either version of 2. The series continued in the US on the DS with Dragon Quest Monsters Joker in 2008 and Joker 2 in 2011. Both are good, but like the predecessors, I like the first Joker game more. It's actually my favorite Pokemon clone of all time for its weird dramatic story and tiny $10 price tag. The second is just as good though and runs 20 bucks. Another spin-off for the DS is Dragon Quest Heroes Rocket Slime from 2006 that'll also run you 20 bucks. It's a lot like Dragon Quest, except for that it's literally nothing like Dragon Quest, except the familiar monsters, of course. It's a really charming little action-adventure where you finally get to play as the slime, something you probably never knew you wanted until you tried it. It's part of a small series in Japan, as despite the hero's name in the title, it's not related to the Dragon Quest Heroes games on the PlayStation 4. Boom! Segway! Dragon Quest Heroes, The World Trees Woe, and The Blight Below came to the PlayStation 4 in 2015, and the sequel, Dragon Quest Heroes 2, in 2017, and both should run you less than 10 bucks. I'm not quite an expert on these, because I've literally never played any Dynasty Warriors clones. Oh, and I don't even own a PlayStation 4. But reviews and YouTube gameplay footage all have pretty solid things to say, so I'm sure they're worth their small price tags if you're into that style of game. Finally, for our last spin-offs, we've got Dragon Quest Builders in 2016 and Dragon Quest Builders 2 in 2019, both for the PlayStation 4. 
Again, fans rightfully defend these as more than just basic Minecraft clones, but it's a lot easier to say Minecraft clone than sandbox crafting action adventure game. I've played a little of their pricier Nintendo Switch counterparts and will happily vouch that these are great. The gameplay is great if you like the genre, and the stories tie beautifully into the original Erdrick trilogy of Dragon Quest games. I don't really care for the action here, but it's not bad or broken, so it's fine. Price charting shows the first at $10 loose and the second at $22 for the PlayStation 4, but the second does offer more interactivity, content, and creative freedom. You won't go wrong either way though. And finally, we're to the main series. Of the 10 entries and multiple remakes we got here in the States, only 5 physical releases meet my super arbitrary idea of cheap. The OG Dragon Warrior from 1989 is usually only recommended for historical perspective, since it popularized and intertwined several JRPG tropes. But it's better than that in my opinion. For a really old JRPG, it isn't cryptic or frustrating. It's just a little slow, and definitely worth its $10 asking price. I'm not counting them, but you might like the remakes better. The mobile port costs like a dollar and moves much faster. The Game Boy Color version isn't all that common, but it does give you both 1 and 2. And the Super Famicom compilation of 1 and 2 is my personal favorite way to play either of those via emulation with an English patch. Something I also recommend doing for 4, 5, and 6 if you're into that sort of thing. I'm excited for the recent Switch release of 1, 2, and 3, but also a cheapskate broke from Christmas shopping, so maybe another time. For contrast, let's jump all the way to 2018's Dragon Quest XI, Echoes of an Elusive Age, $22 on the PlayStation 4. I hypocritically played the digital version on PC, and it's a great game, but it does feel like maybe too far removed from classic Dragon Quest for my taste. Consider it honorable mention 1C for someone seeking a more modern take on Dragon Quest. My personal favorite game of all time, Dragon Quest VIII, Journey of the Cursed King, came to the PlayStation 2 in 2005 and will only cost you like 10 bucks. But find it complete with the Final Fantasy XII demo disc for not too much more if you can. This one is like a pure Dragon Quest experience in nearly every functional way, like grinding through way too many invisible random enemy encounters on your way to church-only saves, but with beautiful graphics and music that still hold up today. Let's call it Honorable Mention 1B, for someone who wants to spend more time and less money. Like me! Dragon Quest IX Sentinels of the Starry Skies came to the Nintendo DS in 2010 and runs $19. It's probably best known for its Seth Green commercials, but was also the first main series entry to show monsters on the overworld, which is an extremely welcome addition even for hardcore fans. Let's call this one Honorable Mention 1A, and a really close runner-up for people who just want to ignore my number one recommendation. Or who don't have the console, or just want more Dragon Quest or something else, whatever. Speaking of which, Dragon Quest 7, Fragments of the Forgotten Past is an excellent remake for the Nintendo 3DS from 2016, and you can get it for 20 bucks. When the original came to the PlayStation in 2001, a full year after the PlayStation 2 was released, it was clunky and still looked and sounded like its Super Nintendo predecessors. Sadly, buried under its rough, grindy, obtuse exterior was possibly the best Dragon Quest story ever told. This 3DS remake polishes it extremely well by removing some barriers, showing enemies on the overworld, allowing quick saves, and making it look and sound almost as great as 8 on the PlayStation 2, but in a portable format. 
which for massive JRPGs is very handy. Get it? Like handheld? But seriously, it's a great thing. I don't think it's sold well, and I think the price tag might go up over time, so grab it while you can. It's just a great combination of classic Dragon Quest and modern amenities, and is, in my opinion, the best physical Dragon Quest game that not a ton of money can buy. And that's it. The best cheap physical Dragon Quest game. If you're a Dragon Quest fan, you should have a 3DS. Not just to play 7, but also the 4DS titles I mentioned earlier, and Dragon Quest 4, 5, and 6 for the DS, and the remake of 8 for the 3DS, if you don't mind spending a little more on those main series entries. There's just a ton of great potential there. The 3DS has become my preferred method of playing Dragon Quest games. But that's enough for me, and I just hope you got something out of this. I'm sure I messed up somewhere, but it's okay. I'm just here to learn stuff. Remember that if you get sick of hearing my stupid voice, I do too, you can get a good chunk of this content at CheapPhysicalGames.com, 100% free of my voice. Unless you click into this video from that website, I mean. Thanks for hanging out with me, and I'll see you next time.